Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. Hey, baby. How does this make you feel? What? How does this make you feel? You mean your voice? Yeah, my voice. I do not feel good. I feel like I'm in a really hot elevator with too many people and somebody has very strong cologne on. (laughs) Why are we doing this? I'm gauging how we're thinking about it, I guess, in my own life and experimenting in yours. How just sensory input makes me feel. You know, that's the thing. I think you're often experimenting in your life, but more importantly, in my life, without asking me. Yeah, I should probably <laughs> ask you. That would be polite, I guess. Ah, well, you're very tolerant of me. Oh, no, I love you. It's it's endearing. <laughs> have, you you, know? have you thought about this, though? How, how things oh, affect our mental state? Definitely, definitely. One thing I've been trying to work on lately, this is going to come from more of uh, an Indian Hinduish kind of background yeah is I've been thinking about my throat chakra ah okay and of course often we associate that with our voice and what we say but for me I've really been focusing on what words do I use what way am I saying them and even further my actions as in how can I use that thing my voice Mm. my communication center really yeah to spread love in the world because I have a tendency to get kind of sharp and have sort of a serious voice. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Wait, is this just a way you're trying to tell me that I sound too snippy? (laughs) Because we didn't have to do that in front of all these people. You sound a little snippy right now, honey. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) baby. (laughs) Well, then I'll talk like this. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, just thinking about how our tone of voice, how our posture there's so many things that surround us that have this effect on us oh oh, oh. can it work with colors they say that works with colors right yeah right colors the sounds the scents the textures everything around us i think can really affect our mental state of mind unless of course you're a ninja jedi zen master jedi zen master affected by nothing well yeah right so otherwise, you don't get that title. That's why we sit under waterfalls. We mean we. We? Me? Yeah, whatever, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, for the majority of yes. us, I, myself included, <laughs> I am not to that level. And things definitely affect me. And I notice, for example, it's been very warm lately. And I've been tired because it's been hot. I haven't yeah. been sleeping well. I can be even more sensitive. And I think... As human beings, we're not even aware that we're sensitive to the language that someone might use, the way they phrase it, or the way their body language is, or their tone of voice, as you were saying. Yeah, it's important to remember that we humans are these adaptation creatures. That is our superpower. And we can adapt and become tolerant of a whole range of sensations. But just because we can adapt to something doesn't mean it is optimal for us. I mean, exactly. So, for example, my mom and my sister 
they have admitted that for them, it's no problem if the kids are running around screaming, someone's playing a video game, someone else is, you know, bouncing a ping pong table, ping pong ball on the table. They can still continue on with whatever they were doing. Now, that is not true for me. (laughs) And a more extreme example, you think of POWs that have been held for extended periods and will find sometimes a peace of mind that is incredible. It's pretty Ninja Jedi Zen Master even in those really terrible circumstances. Well, that is really a serious one. Yeah, that's more serious. Yeah. But what is optimal for us? If Mm. we're talking about maybe some small changes we can make that could work us towards optimizing our lives, well, then this, well, this has fertile ground for doing so. Okay, optimal. Now, when I think of optimal, I think we're not all the same it takes all kinds to make a world so optimal for me might be different than optimal for you when i think about that i guess i think when it makes positive changes for yourself and other people it's optimal yeah yeah let me let's try and okay 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 and i think this will have some well shed some light on exactly what you're talking about okay okay so i'm going to speak a sentence three times in a row i'm going to do it in different voices are you ready yep all right hi i'm so excited to go for a long walk and talk with you Okay. How does that make you feel? Like I need three deep breaths. (laughs) Okay, okay. Hi, I'm so excited to go for a walk and talk with you. That one obviously makes you crack up. (laughs) Really excited there. (laughs) Hi, I am so excited to go for a long walk and talk with you. Okay, that sounded more like you, your usual self. That's why you love me so much, because that soothes you. Well, of all the options, that would be the one I would pick. Okay. Door number three. Door number three. But not everybody would choose that. True. Some people are really going to be attracted to that that first one. Wow, this sounds like an exciting walk and talk. That person obviously is so excited to be with me, and this is going to be great. Yeah. And number two, and well, number three as well, just don't really sound that enthused about things. So you kind of see there where we can have the same thing, the same words being spoken, different tones of voice, different speed of delivery. And for you, there's definite preferences. For somebody else, it might be quite different. Mm-hmm. So I guess within the context of this episode, is there something that would be beneficial to all of us to look at and to try to instate in our lives? Is there going to be something that we talk about here that might apply to everyone? Yeah, that's a good question. I think when we look at these things, they're pretty individualized. Now, there's some things that you know science is showing us that for at least the vast majority of people, certain colors are more soothing than others. Time in nature mm. is has a positive physiological and mental effect on us as opposed to some other environments. Okay. But really, I think what we're going to be talking about here is learning to read your body and how it is affected by the sensory input around you. Okay, so essentially we're coming back to mindfulness. Of course. Of course. And we're saying, let us cultivate awareness of, hey, my environment is giving me this This is the sensory input, and this is how it makes me feel. And then maybe I can notice, hey, for my mom and my sister, great. 
they're the person that I should hand over my children to when they want to run around and be crazy because it's not affecting them. Whereas for me, I might need a little quieterness. Yeah. And learning to also understand that adaptation ability that we have as humans. So I might over the years adapt to, let's say, well, that really loud kind of environment with lots of garish colors and sounds and people who are stressed out. And that just becomes my daily life. I can think of that as normal and I can be functioning in it. But if we start to experiment, we are going to start to see, wow, how do I really feel when X or Y comes into my environment, my personal environment? And of course, as we've already said, we're talking about the tone of voices that you hear, the speed of speech, the clarity of speech, the actual words that are spoken, things like colors and sounds. Think of the average newscast. Okay, well, I don't really watch the newscasts. Yeah, I guess so. All right. So homework for all of us who don't watch a newscast. Sit down to a five-minute oh, no YouTube that is way video, three-minute, two-minute, one-minute one minute video. I can probably learn it in about ten seconds. Ten-second video <laughs> of any of the, it can be CNN or Fox. But or, I remember from when I was younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just pay attention to the tone of voice, the speed with which people speak, the colors and shapes that are displayed on the screen, the sound effects. And you're going to see that there's an environment being manufactured there Mm. that creates a certain feeling in us. And we don't even have to say anything else about that, because if you try this experiment, it will be revealing when you look at that. It kind of makes me think about when you're editing a video and you still don't have any extra sounds. Yeah. I mean, we have beautiful bird song. Sometimes there's music. Imagine a movie without any of the sound effects or suspenseful music or dramatic music. Right. Yeah, but all of that is really subtle. So in a way, we're also talking about the subtlety of things that we don't actually usually pay attention to. Yes, and subtle for most of us. As we start to develop more mindfulness, these things can become a little bit more blatant. So (laughs) it's only tangentially related. We often talk about the forest monks and their food experience at the fast food place. Mm. There is an example of how we can eat fast food for years, not be aware of how it feels inside of us. We take a break from it. We have one meal consciously. Oh, wow. So how can we look at our life right now that we're adapted to and become aware of how it actually feels to us? Because you're claiming that if we make tweaks to our environment, we may be able to alter how we go about the world, how we actually influence the world. Because maybe the alarm clock that is in my roommate's room going off every morning actually is affecting me and I just don't realize it until I step in and go, oh, I am noticing that gets me aggravated and then I start my day a little bit frustrated and then Oh, my roommate's cat has thrown up on the floor and I step in it and there we go. Why am I always grumpy by the time I get to work? So that low level stress, these low level stressors that add up over time, we're adapted to them, but they're still pounding in at us. We've just kind of learned to ignore them a little bit. That 
is tough to tune into because when we adapt to something, our ability to sense it is diminished. And that's where that mindfulness comes in, that ability to tune into especially our physical sensations. Okay, yeah. So we're talking about what's going on physiologically. Oh, I have tension in my neck and my shoulders, or I'm clenching my jaw, or my stomach has a little bit of butterflies. I mean, what are some other things that you might notice? Those are perfect. Rapid breathing? Yes. Those are perfect examples. And... As we start to take notice of those things, like our muscular tension. Or relaxation, rate, or relaxation. Or deep breathing, because yes. I've noticed some things as soon as they happen, especially when you play the guitar. Oh, yeah. Oh, immediately. You soothe. Yeah. yeah. And that's equally as important to not just notice what gets me irritated, mm-hmm. but what settles me down. Absolutely. And as we do this, we start to understand, not just mentally, but on a deep felt level, how much our body and mind are interconnected. So my mental state has a profound effect on my physiological state, and we can actually feel that. The more we train ourselves into feeling that, the more we're gonna be aware of it and notice, wow, I am super tense, my shoulders are up high. I didn't even realize I was under stress, but, ah. There it is. Or as you said, wow, I feel like I could melt into the ground right now. I just feel so mellow and good and loving. What are some of the sensations around me that have contributed to that? By watching a sensation as it unfolds and feeling how it affects my physiology, then we can start to tune into this more effectively. Okay, I have to jump in and say something because you said our mental state affects our physiological state, our physical state, and I really agree with that. I also try to tell the girls when they're feeling all this and all that, that if they stop and take some deep breaths, Mm -hmm. that if they force, quote, kind of, their physical being into slowing down, they can sometimes trick their mind into oh because the message from the body is hey you don't need to freak out everything is okay look you're deep breathing your muscles are relaxing probably your mental state can chill out too yeah and there's good research behind that the deep breathing smiling just those muscles and then they activate brain chemicals that can actually make you a little bit happier so when we cheat it like that we get a chance to experience, wow, all right, brain affects body, or mind affects body, and body affects mind. These two are so integrated that once we learn that and we feel it and experience it, we can start to play from either side of the court and make a big difference in our game. So what we're essentially talking about here is subliminal messaging. Kind of, and liminal. Lim, libidin, libidinal messaging. <laughs> liminal. <laughs> well, and I'm liminal just saying it's subliminal subtle. because liminal. <laughs> we are not always noticing these things. Yes. Yeah. So, so we want to take it from sub to right out there in front of us if we can train ourselves into that. And this is particularly interesting when it comes to our relationships with other people mm-hmm. because then we start to notice hey, 
that person acted in this certain way and maybe it wasn't even them. This has happened to me mm. where maybe it was a parent and they had something they would do that they would do when they were annoyed with me. And then if a friend does that same action, maybe not even related, I think, oh, why are they annoyed with me? Mm. When it isn't even anything related. So paying attention to these things in the context of our relationships with other people, we can really start to notice when we're going off in the wrong direction. Yes. And that kind of brings us to almost a superpower we can develop as this comes into our consciousness. And that is recognizing that our presence has, I'm going to use the word, a profound wow. effect on pretty much everyone we encounter. And our presence, I mean the way we're holding ourselves, the clothing that we're wearing, and of course our speech. Our eye contact. Eye I think contact, of, yes. Or lack of. Mm hmm. Wow, yeah, that's really true because, of course, if we get to experience all these different sensory inputs coming in that maybe we're not aware of from other people or our environment, then certainly we are part of other people's environment and yes. we can influence them positive or negative Exactly. instead of just going through the world thinking, yeah, this is who I am and this is how I am in the world. We could start to almost imagine ourselves as a tool. We've kind of been taught in our world to have that idea. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. But what we often fail to understand, I think, is that that idea of me is something that often has been fabricated by a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. You know, the me, the way I am, is affected by, let's say I watched two hours of news last night. That changes and affects my mentality and who I am. So the Kenton that is delivered unto the people around him <laughs> is strongly affected by that newscast that I took in last night. So saying, okay, do I have to have this strong idea of me take it or leave it or can i say me is a mutable changing organic thing and if i'm a little bit conscious about how i continually develop myself over time i can create a different world for myself oh yeah 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 because it's sort of like the game that we sometimes play where you try to get somebody to smile yeah you're at the register and maybe you have a little bit of a grumpy clerk mm -hmm. and you think i'm just chat with them and I'm just going to love on them a little and maybe I can get them to smile. Yeah. And that spreads. Yes. Because as we affect the people around us, that has a lot to do with how they respond or react to our presence. And thus the reality we experience in all of these, any kind of a social situation is determined largely by what I bring into it. Okay. Here's a question, a hmm. moral question. Is it manipulative if what you're doing is trying to make positivity for others? I kind of think that it's not. And here's why. That whole idea of I'm going to manipulate somebody through my actions. The truth is we're always doing it. When I walk into a room, I'm shifting and changing the dynamics of that room. Yeah, that's essentially what we're talking about here. Right, exactly. And we're being shifted and changed by what's going on there. So I could look and say, okay, I'm manipulating everybody in that room. If I come in and I'm in a grumpy mood and da-da-da-da-da. Okay, sure. But yeah. I'm talking about premeditated manipulation. Maybe, I'm trying to get someone to smile. Is it maybe better, though, to be conscious about 
if we're always manipulating, let's just say that. Okay, that's to be true. conscious about the manipulating and to do it in a way that is positive. And that's a strong word, manipulating. But if we use it in this context that we're always doing it whenever we're in the presence of another human, then I would vote for a more conscious approach. Wow. This is so exciting. Okay, so then can we take this into some practical application? Yes. Okay, it's time for you to unleash your life and to get way more conscious about oh. all of the subliminal, liminal, little <laughs> things coming into you. All right, number one. That is to start to learn to tune into your physical reactions. Now, there are some mindfulness practices, especially in mindfulness-based cognitive therapy where you, for instance, do a body scan. We learn to lay down and just go through our whole body and feel, do we feel tensions anywhere? That's a useful thing. But I tend to prefer oh, in context or in situation type of learning. So for me, it works better to when let's say i sit down to dinner and i smell this really good food to stop and experience a little bit just to take a breath or two what am i feeling in my body how does this make me feel if over time we develop the ability to stop within a stressful situation yeah an anxious situation a fearful situation and to tune into our body and say, what does this feel like? Wow, big bonus points. Okay, so that was going to be my question because you and I are already people who are trying to get in touch with our physical responses to a situation. What if you aren't? And this is the first time you've ever thought about this. How do you do it? To wear a rubber band and then snap it when you think you should... <laughs> well, I don't know, you know, snap yeah. yourself out of it for a second or what? How could I... If I'm not used to this, how can I make a practice of this? Set yeah. an alarm on my phone just to try to practice it once in a while randomly? That's great. And we've used the concept of touchstones in the past. So a touchstone can be anything that you're going to, well, for instance, here, we're going to use a marker. Let's say we use that rubber band. And that rubber band, the pain of it is going to be a touchstone for me. It's a call back to awareness. So if you create a touchstone for yourself, it can be that rubber band snap. Plus that doubles as a weapon if your conversation doesn't go well in a stressful situation. Oh yeah, wrap it around your thumb, pull back with your <laughs> thumb and or finger and let go. Your enemy is destroyed or at least... Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I just couldn't help thinking. No. I was visualizing myself in a stressful situation, snapping my rubber band <laughs> and then snapping more and more and getting more and more irritated <laughs> and then thinking, well... Forget it. I'm just going to use my rubber band. <laughs> we have to come up with some sort of way to get ourselves to stop. This is not difficult to do in the good or the positive type, sure. type of situation. Sure, easy to say. Savor the moment. Stop and smell the roses. Yes. Can um, we say stop and smell the skunky cabbage? Yeah. Skunk cabbage? Much more difficult. Yeah. But if we can find a way to get ourselves to stop, and there's lots of things. It could be snapping your fingers be touching your forehead or touching your heart it could be something that you think of that gets your mind out of what it was doing and into a new state now if you use a touchstone that's going to get your mind into a new state however it can dull our ability to feel that sensation mm. so here's the trick 
I'm feeling anxious and I need something to stop me if in the momentum of that uh, situation to be able to feel. And with your touchstone, it has to be something that you use, let's say at snap or single deep breath, that's short. Right. Because we don't want it to shift our sensation too much, especially in this training phase. We want to have something short that we stop and we notice, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. my shoulders are forward, Jaws I feel really clenched. tense. Okay. My mouth is pursed into a thin line. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm aware of that physical sensation. This is slow training, like all of this mindfulness stuff, but the dividends that are paid off are immense. Mm, so cool. So give that a try and, and see if you can start checking in with your body in its responses to what's going on. Action point number two. This is a fun exercise. Mm. Transform a stressful encounter with just the tone of your voice. And you mentioned an example of this with a smile. But here we're going to try to use a tone of voice. So I come in and I'm saying, Becca, it's so hot. I'm just really in a bad bluster. You know what? And you, this, this. Sure. So then I could use my tone of voice. Yeah. Maybe take a deep breath and just say, yeah, it has been really hot. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah, how about something cool to drink? We could just sit for a moment. How about we lay on the cement floor because that's at least slightly cooler. Yeah. And keeping a calm voice, using some validation works really well. And just allowing that person to still come on if they need to. Yeah. But instead of putting a wall up for that, I think almost of that energy as water waves from the ocean instead mm. of a wall hitting your wall of, no, I don't want this. You've created a beautiful sandy beach that's just stable and smooth and wide, and they can come crashing as much as they need to, but it's going to spread out pretty quickly. One of the things I love about this exercise is that when we talked about adaptation, often in a marriage or parent-child relationships, we've adapted to some cycles of mm -hmm. kind of rah, yeah, growliness. A little butting of heads. Yes. And those seem normal to us. And then when the next one comes, we just continue with the usual cycle. We fight back. But now we've transformed it so that we're waiting for the next one. Mm -hmm. We're not dreading it. We're aware of it and we are excited for it. Yeah, to come. we can't wait because we're going to use that. Yeah. And we're going to try this exercise and we're going to take that tone of voice. And interestingly enough, when you take that tone of voice and switch it, your body language shifts oh, yes. too. And as soon as your body language shifts, then we're into that flip side of the coin where we're telling our brains, hey, it's okay to be relaxed. And that conveys to the other person, hey, I'm in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you can watch those cycles get broken. And that also helps to realize, wait, this problem that we've been having for the last three, four years in our marriage maybe doesn't have to be there. Maybe it's fed just through unconscious cycles. Mm -hmm. And I had the power right there to break that cycle. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, and then the more you practice it, the easier it is for you to have that be your default setting for when a situation comes in that is tense or has more emotion involved. 
you have practiced so many times just getting into that tone of voice that allows you to feel comfortable, allows the other person to see that there isn't a confrontation. And how nice is that to have that be your default of a response? Mm. Wow. What's action point number three? What is action point number three? Try a conscious sensory input day. This is like a spa sort of thing almost, but you can do it at home and think about what am I going to put into those senses? What are the foods I'm going to eat today? What are the scents I'm going to smell today? Maybe I put out a little bit of lavender essential oil. Mm. What are the colors I'm going to wear or I'm going to see around me? Can I put out some plants or put a little bit more green in the room? That has a very different effect than, say, hunter orange all over the room. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about who am I going to talk with today? I just thought of my joke. Should I tell my joke? Okay. Do you remember it? What joke? Why Why did the... See if I can remember it oh, here. Oh, no. Why did the ghost dress in hunter orange? Wait. Okay, okay. <laughs> why did the ghost dress in bright orange? Why? Because they were going deer haunting. <laughs> oh, you should have saved that one for Halloween time or something. Oh, I'll tell it again then. It's oh, such no, a good one. No, it is really not. I'm sorry. Oh, I, okay, so anyway, great. Great joke. Thanks. Did you like that tone of voice? Yeah. Great joke, honey. Yeah. Ha ha. I'm trying to say that aside from the pure physical things that we can do, who am I going to talk to in the day? Who am I going to allow into my life as I'm consciously taking in sensory input? Mm. Who, you know, it might be someone who I want to have a stimulating conversation with. It might be a friend who is totally relaxing. What kind of media am I going to allow oh, in? Because important. that's huge. You can't just think, oh, well, I'm going to throw some plants in the room and plug in my lavender supercharged, you know, uh, scent releaser. <laughs> and then I'm going to go and I'm going to check Facebook all day. That's not necessarily going to work. If you're going to check out some media, go to goodnewsnetwork.com. Yeah, or decide, hey, I'm going to do some media free time. Yes. I'm going to go out in nature instead. Oh. So I just think it's important that we realize that those elements are present in our life to such a degree that we don't realize how embedded they've become. All right. Number four. You thought of this one. I'm really okay. excited to hear this about it. This is extra credit. This is to take it to the Ninja Zerai Gen Mizuki Makahuka Master. Close, close, yes. <laughs> I can never <laughs> say that. Once you become one, you will be able to say it. <laughs> you will never Ninja Jedi Zen Master. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so here's the deal. In the end, if we are in a stressful situation, a lot of that has to do with our perspective, our expectations, mm. our thoughts of what I like and what I don't like, what I want to happen, what I don't want to happen. And so just do a little noticing. Okay, this happened. And then you go through everything. I feel this tension. I'm noticing how my body's feeling. I'm seeing that doesn't really lend me to feeling calm. But why? Mm. What is it that I think about that that's happening? Is it something from my past? Is it a, a belief I have? Is it a crystallization that I've never examined? And so that's the extra credit is what is behind that belief or perspective? And then could you change it? What happened if you pretended the opposite was true? Wow. That's powerful. Okay. I won't go into any more details. You won't? I'm oh. just going to leave them there. Yeah, I think that's a good place kind to start. entrance into the Jedi Temple. Yeah, yeah, why not? 
what so we want to hear from you how you notice all of the subtle little things going on in your life the sensory input that's coming in what have you noticed about it what are some of your favorite sensory inputs that make you feel really good and it would be kind of fun to hear because i bet people have a lot of different things that really kind of make them feel good yeah and how have you transformed a situation with the way that you are with your tone of voice or your body language or your actions i would love to hear that too Woohoo! so how about that walk yeah, I would love that. I'm really excited to go on the walk for you. I can't wait. Well, I'm really excited to go with you, too. <laughs> At least you're not in the, hey, baby, I can't <laughs> wait to go on a walk with you. Okay, come on. Let's go. We love, love you. To you all. Come on. <laughs>